FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of FinTech Hunting, sponsored by WFG Enterprise Solutions and Next Level Advisors. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat today. We have a very special guest, someone that I've known in the industry for a number of years, had the pleasure of working with, someone who is a master at sales and marketing, especially in high growth organizations and a social media guru. Please help me welcome Joe Wilson, founder of Social Coach. Wow, that was a, uh, you've overinflated my, my resume here, but <laughs> thank you so much, that's great. Great to well, be here. Joe, it, it is great to have you, and whether you're being humble or not, I really do have a great deal of respect. Uh, any of the times that either we've worked together or that, or that I've watched what you've been doing in the industry, You've done incredible things from a sales and marketing perspective. The organizations that you were at at those times were really in a kind of high growth, high velocity mode. Uh, and I think the best way I can describe it to our listeners is you just threw gas on the fire and kept running with it. So before we get into some of the new stuff you're working on, we're in this COVID environment. You've got a ton of experience in, in sales and marketing. What are some of the biggest challenges for vendors getting through to lenders in today's uh, COVID world? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I think it's, it's um, done nothing but accelerated what's already been happening. And what we're seeing is a giant shift from a lot of that in-person kind of old tactics of kind of rubbing elbows and, and, and doing those sort of things and, and showing up and bringing donuts to a lender's office or whatever in the local area to a really content-oriented social network growth uh, mentality. Um, so it's, it's taken what probably would have been another couple of years before you've seen a complete transfer of networking for sales based on content, based on what you're posting, who you know, who you interact with um, on whether it be LinkedIn or Facebook or, or Twitter um, to now in the last less than six months. That's really the only way people are getting any type of virtual uh, introduction done. So it, it's really been cool to, to watch something that I know you've been really passionate about and myself have been really passionate about over the past couple of years is, is turning towards these social networks to really enhance these relationships and make new ones. And that's um, just accelerated at a dramatic pace. Well, and I couldn't agree more. I think one of the biggest challenges that I see is for vendors who have opposed social, who have opposed putting out quality content and thought that they could just show up to the same 5, 10, 15 conferences, and that's where they got all their leads, are really struggling right now to navigate the waters. And I think one of the things that frustrates them the most is they're looking for instant gratification. I put out a yeah. LinkedIn post, I posted an article, and why don't I have 20 leads? So tell me a yeah. little bit kind of like where you see the process and what has to happen online and virtually for people to be successful and not just focus on a transaction. 
You know, you bring up a really good point, and I think we should kind of dive into that really quick. Because you did mention um, the struggles that I think a lot of these vendors, or this is open to anybody who's selling in any type of environment today, um, but specifically with, with FinTech and with, you know, trying to reach out to lenders, is you do see a lot of these organizations that were very slow to do it, that they did just go to all these conferences, and that's the only way they got business, is now they're like, oh, man, I'm seeing – vendor a or vendor b or this guy on on social being really successful i'm going to just try it and we're going to see what happens i got approval um to to get out on social and start posting whatever and they throw up a link with no kind of engagement they've never done any networking before they never engage with anybody online and they expect to have the same results as someone who seemingly just does virtually the same thing and they're not getting the same results and that's really, um, there's a, a misconception that social is easy. I just show up and I throw up something. I can throw up a link to a press release that my PR department put out there. And I'm going to get a whole bunch of people interested in my, my product and my service. And it couldn't be further from the truth. And there's two problems there that are happening that I see. Is one, they're putting out bad content. Um, and it's stuff that people don't really care about or um, is, is not really um, interesting to, to engage with. I'm not typically going to click on a link to PR Newswire uh, <laughs> to see something about, you know, a, a company getting bought by another one, and, and that would intrigue me to potentially buy their product. Um, but if someone were to post something about, um, you know, if I were in the market for, let's say a um, piece of technology that, that documents images for me automatically. If I saw a really interesting, uh, very clear infographic with, with one statistic that said, you know, we took lender A from 30 hours of work on uh, reading a uh, terrible, not terrible, but a detailed uh, tax return to 10 minutes that I read it and it did all the calculations for me, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm making up a product here. I'm sure this exists in some form or fashion, but uh, using illustrative purpose here, um, you know, that might be something that I might be interested in, right? Or a case study or, or highlighting a lender that did this. And if I were a competitor or I might admire that one company, I might be intrigued to find out more, right? Those are two different types of content that people put out there that one gets engagement on and another does not get engagement on. So it's that, that engagement strategy for what you're posting. So that's thought number one. Thought number two is if, you're, um, if your whole thought about getting out there and getting leads from social is to just throw up your um, link to your latest press release or to your website, um, and that's the only time you ever spend on social media, no one's going to view it because LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or Twitter don't know that you um, care or are interested. So they're not going to show your post as much. In order to get visibility, in order to um, have your, um, your posts or your content be viewed, you also have to do the work of engaging with other people's posts. When you get out there and you start commenting valuable content, not just nice posts, right? Um, commenting on uh, taking the time to really engage with other people in the industry's uh, posts, not only will the algorithm on the back end of that social network 
understand that you care and that you show up and that your content probably matters, but your name and your, uh, your connections will grow as well because see, people will see that you've commented on Michael Hammond's most recent FinTech hunting post, right? Or people will see that he's commenting on yours. And that's when your post will start to get a little more visibility, both organic because people are seeing your name more and more, but also more technically because the algorithm of that social media platform will start to realize that your content matters as well and start to deliver it up to more people. Well, I think that's a great point. And you actually make a couple of really good points. I want to dive into content in a second. I think the other mistake that I see a lot of people make is they have no connections or they only have the 10 people that they know personally and have an in-depth relationship with that they've connected with on these platforms. And then they put a post out and they're wondering why nobody saw it. Well, because you don't have any any connections. You've made no effort <laughs> to interact with other people and start engaging. And I love what you said about how important it is, the engagement of the content. It, it, to me, it's so frustrating when you talk to executives at these companies and you start mapping out kind of a social plan. And then they're like, yeah, I'm like, they're like, well, my post didn't get a ton of likes or it didn't get a lot of engagement. I'm like, well, how much engagement have you had with anyone else's content? You know, and then you hear crickets, uh -huh. they're not engaging and they're like, well, that takes a lot of time and effort. Yes, it does. So I think <laughs> one of the first things that has to happen in the industry is, is so for so long, the mortgage industry has been very transaction focused. One transaction to the next transaction to the next transaction. And I think the shift that has to be made as everyone's going to digital is they've got to shift it from transaction to relationship. What's yeah. your take on that? And how do you feel some, you know, do you have some examples of here's some ways that people are doing that well, or here's some ways that people still don't, you know, get it? Yeah, I love it. I, I hear so much. Oh, social just doesn't work for me. Right. <laughs> and I think that was the point that you were alluding to is, okay, well, what did you do? What did you try? And how much time and effort did you put into it? And just like anything in life, the more we put into it, the more we're going to get out. Right. And so it's the same thing with socials, the same thing. If that is your, and it should be for any company selling any product or any service today, if you want to sell virtually or you want to continue to have uh, economic growth for your sales team or your organization, you need to put time and effort and people and money into the strategy. And um, it's just the same as if you were going to send someone to a conference. Let's say, you know, you sent, you did 10 conferences last year. And on average, you spent $5,000, and it's probably a very low number. Let's just say for, for argument's sake, you spent $5,000 on conferences, right? And you did 50000 so your budget last year was $50,000 for, for conference spend to try to get sales that way. Well, this year, you're probably not going to go to 10 conferences. You'll, you, you might go to zero. So what are you going to do with that $50,000 budget? Are you going to spend it on sales, or are you just going to keep it? Well, my recommendation might be, why don't you look at that $50,000 and invest it into social and invest it into your back in your sales team to uh, spend the time and give them the resources they need to create really good content um, and to have, a, have maybe a social media specialist on your team to help your sales team to engage with them, to help engage with others. So your question was like, what, what kind of advice should we, should we give to these, these sales organizations? Um, to help them grow and, and to, to put out, put themselves out there. Well, it's, it's have that mentality of this is the way I'm going to sell this year. 
And if you have that mindset and you have that shift and that focus of my time, my team's time, effort, and money and budget is going to be uh, shifted this year, and I'm going to put it over here into this 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 mindset of selling virtually. Well, I need to uh, look at my metrics of my team a little bit differently. I need to understand uh, how much time are they spending on social? How are they engaging with other people? Um, your team needs to be instead of picking up the phone and dialing, they need to be spending 30 minutes, an hour, two hours engaging with other people's content, making relationships. That's really the biggest thing about this is it's, it's not just trying to get a sale by dialing for dollars. It's making relationships with people. Michael, I can't tell you how many um, cool new relationships I've gotten over the past six months because I saw somebody get interviewed by somebody else on someone else's content and I commented on there and then we connected via LinkedIn messaging and then formed a really great relationship. And it's created some really amazing business opportunities for, for both of us. And it's always a mutual beneficial relationship when you make new connections. And if you can see it that way, and you can invest your time and your effort into this type of strategy, the dividends will, will, will pay out handsomely for, for both sides. I couldn't agree more, and those are great insights. I think so many times people are in that dial for dollar mode, and they think that as soon as I send out an invite, I'm supposed to instantly give a hard sales pitch. Quit spamming. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants those. You know, when we talk about quality content, you've given a lot of really good examples, but it, it's got to be what's the value I'm bringing to other people, not how am I going to give that hard sales pitch, because nobody wants one. Right. How many, how many times have you gotten a LinkedIn invite and within 30 seconds after accepting it, you get this 10 paragraph hard sales pitch? Nobody's interested in that. Yeah. It, you know, so I think, you know, the content really has to focus on how do you add value? And then I think the other thing that we have to talk about in, in social media is one of the other things that's critical is consistency. You, you can't post once yeah. a month and think you had this killer post or engage one time with somebody and wonder why you're not getting traction. <laughs> exactly. I think we all fall victim to that. Even people whose whole livelihood is, is dedicated to social, it's, it's difficult to stay consistent um, because it's, it's just, it's tough to keep on putting really great content out there and you kind of get bored of it or you get busy with other things, but the consistency of, of acting on social is critical to success and it kind of harkens back to the earlier point that we were talking about um, where it's providing content for others to engage in and in engaging other people's content but also that the um the actual technology recognizes that you're continually putting out good content that people like um, and without that if you go away for a while you're going to have to rebuild that reputation score that the algorithm has on you to know that you provide great content. And so that consistent, if you're consistently putting out something each week, it doesn't have to be necessarily every day. If you post every day, it's gonna be a lot better for you. But if you post once or twice a week, it's still better than posting once a month. So start somewhere and just do it, but stay consistent, set a schedule for yourself. Just like if you, um, you know, have a regularly scheduled sales meeting each week. Well, have some regularly scheduled content creation time or some regularly scheduled um, LinkedIn engagement time, and that will help dramatically. I agree completely. And I think, you know, when we talk content, people are always like, well, I don't know what to talk about. 
I'm like, really? You know, 20 minutes ago in the conversation, you told me how awesome your product was, how it's saving the whole industry, how it does X, Y, and Z. Or you talk to a loan officer and they talk about the five common pitfalls of somebody who's going to refi or what's the struggles are in the purchase market. But when you say, hey, it's now time to create content, they seem to have no ideas. And I always say, speak from the heart, share the things that you're most knowledgeable about. And like you said, just do it. The times that I've thought to try to create the perfect post, it's crickets. No one responds to it. The other time where I'm like, hey, I just need to get one out. Here's what's going on in the industry or here's what's taking place with some of my clients. People respond and thanks. It sounds like you were talking directly to me and I get all kinds of interaction. And, and so what I found is I don't try to make any one post perfect. If I can be consistent and continue to put quality out there, hopefully it will resonate and it will attract like-minded people. Have you found that as, exactly. as you're putting yourself out there, you find a lot more like-minded people by just sharing your insights, sharing your experiences with others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, and your bad posts just fall off and they just disappear. You don't need to worry about putting something bad out there. Worry more about not putting anything because your good posts will continue to live on. They become a little more evergreen. But just like the tree changing leaves, like if you have a bad post, it's going to fall off and become mulch. It's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, consistency is key. But you're right. You find so many more like-minded individuals. Um, you create a tribe of, of like people that can help engage and, and help you. Um, it's, it's, that's absolutely correct. Well, we talked about, you know, social. It's not just from the vendor to the lender side, but I, I talked to a number of loan officers and, Right now, yes, their pipelines are full. And so many of them think, well, hey, I don't really have to do anything. I've got all these refis coming in. But, you know, what has your experience been with the importance on the lender side for them to start embracing a lot more of these social tools? Oh, man, I think it's even more important for a lender or a real estate agent or anybody who uses their sphere of influence to sell a, a specific commodity or a product, um, even more so than technology vendors selling to mortgage companies because they're, they're two different strategies, right? There's yep. a B2B strategy, which would be a, a, a vendor selling to a mortgage company. And there's a B2C mentality of a loan officer selling directly to a individual. And it's, it's um, in order of magnitude, significantly more important for loan officers and realtors and whomever to, if you're selling to an individual client um, to be present on social every single day and the reason for that is um getting eyeballs from one person um to who is the sole decision maker um, for their household is much more difficult than going selling trying to sell into a 500 person company because you have one and one and one decision maker in a 500 person company but you have 500 eyeballs that could potentially be getting your message to send the message up to the top um, but if you're selling to one person, you have to find that one person and find them often. And um, what's great about this kind of loan officer social media sales tactic is you don't necessarily have to create um, valuable content. Um, some of the greatest posts that I see um, that people, loan officers share, um, that get a lot of engagement and in the end get a lot of deals from is just stuff about themselves, stuff about their family, stuff about uh, the taco joint on Tuesday down the street. That kind of content really wins in the end versus really well thought out content about um, the pitfalls of 
of refinancing or the five common mistakes that happen when you buy a home. That type of content gets less engagement than anything else. But talking about um, your daughter going to college in, in a COVID world, now that gets a lot of really cool engagement. So the strategy has to shift from um, what you know to who you are, because like you mentioned earlier, Michael, um, you find people who, uh, who are similar in nature and similar mindset to you. And those are the people that are going to end up buying from you, but not because uh, they know you're a loan officer, but because you go to the same church or you have kids who are on the same t-ball team, but they don't know that um, unless you're really putting yourself out there all the time and staying present, staying relevant in front of your virtual social network. Well, and I think I, I agree completely. And I think what that does is, is it humanizes your interaction. It can't all just uh -huh. be about the business. It can't just be, hey, I have the lowest rates. Now's the greatest time in the world to refi. Like you said, if you can humanize it and say, hey, here's this great taco joint or you know, one of the things that I've seen some successful LOs do is say, here's five restaurants that are great for takeout during this COVID environment in this city or in this community. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Gary Vee loves to say, become the digital mayor of your town, right? And you know, we, can, we can argue on the merits of, of Gary Vee, but he, he obviously knows what he's doing from a social standpoint. But that has always stuck out to me as being really critical, becoming the digital mayor knowing everything that's going on in your town and talking about it and um, seeing as this person knows a lot about what's going on in your town helps you seem like you know what you're talking about, about getting a mortgage. And it's, that's how you stay positive. That's how you stay relevant in your, your community. Yeah, and people are more prone to interact with you if, if they feel that you've shared some things, right? I mean, we see some of the people that have done very well in our industry with getting their name out there. I know you work with Raquel Boris, and she's done a great job of just sharing. And it all started, you know, a year ago or more than a year ago, doing those 30 videos in 30 days. But by the time I was done watching those, I felt like I knew her personally before we ever had a chance to connect and interact. Or, you know, you mentioned tacos. Delilah Ramos does, you know, Taco Tuesdays. And she does her video cast podcast on Tuesdays and you, you have a taco from a local taco joint or one that you've brought in. And then you still talk about some mortgage things, but more importantly is getting people a chance to engage with that human on a much different level than someone who is just trying to focus on the transaction, just trying to focus on closing the deal. Yep, exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there. Well, and as we're talking, you know, we, we, we talked about, okay, if you're not going to spend your money on, you know, all the conferences, one of the mistakes I've seen people make is just transfer all of that budget from a live conference to a virtual conference with really no plan. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they're doing all these virtual conferences. And then I, I hear a lot of people ask me, well, what did you think of that? Or we didn't have a lot of um, people come to our boot, virtual booth, or we didn't have a lot of demos scheduled. And I'm like, well, what did you do prior to? What did you do during the event? What did you do after? Have you reached out to any of these people on social? And a lot of times the answer is, well, no, not really. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing if you're not working it and you don't really have a strategy to take advantage of it and you're not focused on building relationships, you're going to struggle, whether it's a virtual event, whether it's a live event, whether you posted one article or you, know, you had one video post, that's not going to get the job done. Joe, I know we're yeah, wrapping up. I could sit and talk to you for hours, but 
as we're going through this, you've started an exciting new venture, and I, I, we'd be remiss not to mention it. You're, you know, you're the founder of Social Coach. Tell me, as you've worked in the industry on the lender side, on the vendor side, like I said, you've been in high growth companies almost your entire career. What made you choose to go into doing this? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's social is really near and dear and a, a, to my heart and is a passion. Um, I I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but above more than that is I we recognize that getting on social and putting yourself out there is so critical to anybody who sells um, within their sphere of influence, their product or their service. And particularly for loan officers, real estate agents and the like, um, they need to put themselves out there. We, we talked ad nauseum about it already on this podcast. I won't, we won't go back to that same well, but the biggest blocker that we found is that most loan officers don't know where to begin and they struggle with content creation. And what happens then is they have this analysis paralysis and they just don't do it because it just seems too hard. So what Social Coach has done then is partnered with influencers in the mortgage industry and real estate and others as well. Um, people who have, have been in the industry, people that know, um, have had really successful careers selling mortgages or selling homes um, and done it via social. And they're taking all this knowledge and all this experience and sharing it with those that don't have it. And what we've done is we've created this really, um, what I think is amazing app that um, if loan officers sign up, they can be coached by any number of coaches that we have. You mentioned Raquel. She's one of them. Um, but we've got uh, you know 10 others already, and um, we'll have more and more as we grow. But um, these individuals have that experience. They've, they've really demonstrated growth for their organization, for themselves. And so every day, you'd get a, a notification to your app letting you know exactly what to post that very, that very day. And it should only take you 20 minutes to, to create that post. you got to do it all through our app. Uh, create it or see that see a video advice from that coach um, or sometimes we'll even just have a post for you ready-made content to go so it can be a meme or an infographic something like that you can take that create your own comment there within the app and without leaving post to um, all of your connected accounts so Facebook Instagram Twitter and LinkedIn um, direct contact uh, without leaving the app post it to all those different social networks but above and beyond that which is really probably the hardest part is, is creating content, knowing what to post, but above and beyond that, we're actually reading and listening to your social channels to show you just how much success you're having because of the content that you're posting. So we're going to report back all the click-throughs to your loan application site or whatever landing page you have, what kind of engagement that you're getting and trying to help coach you along the way to know what to post and when to post and just how much money you're actually making from it. So, um, in a nutshell, Michael, that's, that's what we're doing. We're, we're helping small business owners, mortgage companies, real estate agents um, know what to post and show them the success that they're having because of it. Well, and I, I love that you said one thing, and as we're wrapping up, I still got to get this in because you made an excellent point that once you get kind of what to post, they, people also need insights and strategies to when to post, what kind of frequency. How often should I, from a B2C perspective and a B2B perspective, how frequently should I post, not just what should I post? So I think that's an excellent point. Joe, you always share great stuff. 
What's one thing you would like to our listeners to know as we wrap up this session of FinTech Hunting? What would you like to leave all of our listeners with today? Yeah, um, well, thanks, thanks, Michael, for everything today. Uh, the one piece of advice I have is just get out there and get over yourself. <laughs> um, just, just post. Just get out there, create a video, turn your camera on, um, create a video about something that you're personally passionate about and start from there. Start small and be consistent. Um, when you put yourself out there, yes, it's scary. Yes, you may not like the way that you look on camera. Yes, you may like, not like the way that you sound on video or on the phone, but don't worry about that. Everybody sounds a little weird. Everybody looks a little weird, um, but people like you for who you are. You are enough. You are perfect just the way you are. Put yourself out there, spend the time and the effort on it, and you will have success if you do that. Excellent insights. Joe, it was a pleasure having you. You are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.